This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, 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 friends. We are back in the studio this week on the Frontier Freedom Radio Hour. Good vacation. You got a chance to get out with the family, enjoy those beautiful California, Colorado, and I'm all messed up on these two, Colorado State Parks. Uh, We are talking today with Jonathan Keller of the California Family Council. He's the president of the California Family Council. Here's a little bit more Frontier Freedom wisdom for you. This comes from Austin O'Malley. Never carry your shotgun or your knowledge at half cock. Uh, you need to you need to be ready to go. You need to understand what we're we're really facing out there. And one of those is the Respect for Marriage Act. This is at the U.S. Senate right now. It's going to have a dramatic impact on this country if it passes. And I don't think the Republicans fully understand that. That's kind of our job is to help educate them. A little bit after this segment, we're going to be hearing from Alliance Defending Freedom on a letter that they sent. 80-plus organizations joined them. But you got to know what you're talking about, uh, if you're, especially if you're going to walk into a gunfight out there. And uh, on this issue, uh, there, there's a serious fight. We're talking with Jonathan Keller, president at the California Family Council, about some of the religious freedom challenges around this bill. So what this bill will do is create a private right of action. Uh, we, you may know that term. It comes from the Texas abortion law that allows you to sue somebody personally, even if you're not involved with the case, not to sue somebody that is involved in an abortion. This is a controversial aspect, and it looks like the left is taking this and trying to put it in at the federal level around gay marriage. So private right of action against somebody that doesn't support gay marriage. Now, that person has to be, quote, a state actor. So there's a lot of discussion about what that means, state actor. Well, one thought is that if you're a pastor and you are marrying people, and when you marry somebody, you say, on, by the power invested in me, what does that mean? Well, part of that power, not only of the church or of God, but is the state you have the power to marry somebody in that state. Are you then a state actor? So is every pastor who doesn't support and engage in gay marriage open up to not challenges by the government, but private right of actions for people that aren't even in, in a part of that marriage ceremony or part of the case? So you have this potential for a massive Jack Phillips religious freedom issue. Uh, we're concerned that they may take this to... Uh, use this bill to take down Colorado Christian University or any Christian college's 501c3 tax status. Um, And that would be a serious challenge to every Christian college in America because this would uh, basically be the viewpoint of the federal government. And who does the IRS work for? The federal government. So if the federal government looks at this and says marriage is, uh, uh, gay marriage is allowed in any organization that's not a part of it, is in violation of what the federal government deems as marriage, could lose their tax status. So all of these challenges we're facing. Jonathan, you're on the front lines out in California. Let's talk uh, a little bit about some of the issues that you're facing out there. We were talking briefly yesterday about this new uh, transgender sanctuary state. I I love your thoughts on how California is going to become a transgender sanctuary state. Well, absolutely. This is really one of the worst bills, Jeff, that I've seen in the eight years, almost nine years, I've been here with California Family Council. Uh, It is called SB 107. And 
people are going to think that I'm making this up, but I mean, first off, just the fact that it is introduced by Senator Scott Weiner from the San Francisco Bay Area. He is one of our most um, aggressive pro-LGBT activists and advocates. Um, if you go, I, I don't encourage people to go onto his Instagram page or his Twitter page because, especially during the month of June, Pride Month, he's got photos up there of him marching in all sorts of gay pride events all across the state. But it doesn't just carry over from activism in his personal life. He really is trying to go after families uh, in his legislative work, and not just families in California. That's, that's what's so dangerous about SB 107. But, Jeff, a lot of times I know we can just say, well, that's, that's a crazy thing happening in California. Thank goodness we live in a slightly more sane state. Uh, not not in Colorado. <laughs> we we know well, whatever well, we're we're like downstream of you guys. Whatever happens up there eventually floats to us. <laughs> well, and, and and that's the real danger here is that I've talked with so many people that have left the state of California, and you know I know some are leaving other blue states, whether it's Washington or Colorado or uh, Massachusetts, New York. I mean, a lot of times people leave these deep blue states because they don't like the policies, they don't like the governance. And, Jeff, one of the biggest reasons I hear for people leaving California is saying, look, i got to protect my kids. I don't want my kids being raised in this craziness. Well, the really shocking thing about SB 107 is that it extends the reach of California's court system and actually potentially goes after every child in every family in every state around the country. Basically what it says, initially this is, this was created as a, as a public uh, response to Texas saying, look, we think that these, these insane gender transition surgeries, the idea that you would be telling a eight-year-old, a, a nine-year-old, a 10-year-old that they can get on puberty blockers, that they can get on cross-sex hormones, and potentially then before they turn 18, they can even have healthy body parts amputated. I'm, Jeff, I'm trying to be cautious here because I know you have a family-friendly audience, but I'll just say having healthy body parts amputated that will severely affect them later in life. Um, that's something that Texas said, we're going to oppose that, and we may even go so far as to prosecute doctors who are engaging in these practices. Well, Senator Scott Weiner said, well, hang on, we're going to create a sanctuary state in California if your state in Texas or another red state is going after you, come to California and we will refuse to cooperate with uh, subpoenas from the state of Texas or other states. We will provide you sanctuary and refuge if you want to trans your children. It goes worse than that because it doesn't just say if you come here as an adult parent and you bring your child. This actually creates a separate option for children to make this decision themselves. In the language of this bill, it says that if a child gets to the state of California and presents themselves to a gender clinic for gender transition, and it doesn't say how they get here. It doesn't specify, did they come with a parent? Did they come with uh, an older cousin or an aunt or an uncle? Uh, did, it, did they come, I hate to say it, but did they come with a, a sex trafficker or a, an older person who is grooming them. It doesn't specify how they got to California. It just says, once you get here, if you go to one of the gender clinics in California and you say, I am not able to get gender-affirming, quote-unquote, 
gender-affirming care in my home state, the state of California will ignore the current custody rules in the state where you live as a child. They will place you in California's foster care system and allow you to begin gender-affirming care. I mean, Jeff, this is essentially medical kidnapping, and it could affect, again, not residents only of California, but any of the other 49 states in the country who oppose this radical transgender ideology. It really is remarkable where they're going down the rabbit hole on this. I mean, a total rejection of parental rights, uh, willing to abuse and harm children for the rest of their lives. I think one of the policy solutions to this is allowing uh, people that have gone through these surgeries later in, later in life to, to sue uh, their doctors, especially if they were making these decisions as a minor. So you get to be 21, 22, you regret that you did these decisions. I hope they have the right to sue these doctors into the ground. And I think that's a policy solution that can maybe deal with this. Well, friends, we have had the privilege today of talking to Jonathan Keller, who is the president at California Family Council. Jonathan, thanks so much for joining with us. How can they follow you? How can they be uh, interacting with the work of the California Family Council? You can follow us right at our website. It is californiafamily.org. And again, you can also find us online at all the social media platforms. You can just go and search California Family Council. Uh, we're up there on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can follow me uh, and all of my pretty words <laughs> at uh, Twitter. And my, hallo- uh, my hashtag there or my handle there is just at Jonathan Keller. So yeah, happy to happy to be with your listeners. And Jeff, thanks so, for all the good work you and Institute do there in Colorado. I know it's I know it's a tough fight there as well, and we're grateful to stand alongside you, even from out here on the left coast. Yeah, you know, those of us that are out west dealing with these just absolutely loony tunes, bills, and laws, we do need to stick together. And I'm so very grateful for the California Family Council and the work of Jonathan Keller. Again, he took on Gloria Allred. Go look that up on YouTube at one point. Jonathan Keller and Gloria Allred, called by Gloria, Jonathan Pretty Words Keller. Uh, Friends, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Matt Sharp, Senior Counsel and State Government Relations National Director at Alliance Defending Freedom. They put together a letter, 80-plus organizations to the U.S. Senate, telling them not to support the radical, quote, Protect or Respect Marriage Act. And I, I want to encourage you, if you haven't taken action, we've created a website where you can go to really simply just enter centennialaction.com that's centennialaction.com it's going to take you to a petition that uh, I and Jamie Urker helped put together at the Centennial Institute all you have to do is enter your information right there put in your contact information it's going to tell you who your U.S. Senator is then you get to press send and it shoots off an email to them also there is a phone script if you want to give them a call to give them or give you their, their phone number so uh, that you can call their office directly and tell them not to, pret- not to vote for this deceptively titled Respect for Marriage Act. So go to centennialaction.com to take action there. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. This is a national moment to defend traditional marriage and protect religious freedom for all people. You are listening to the Frontier Freedom Radio Hour. <laughs> 